0: amen you may be seated hear the word of God from John chapter 15 Jesus has been in the upper room with the disciples and they're ready to go Jesus says rise let us go from here and says I am the true vine my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you that you've spoken to us, that you've shown us your son, Jesus. And now we open this word. We hear him speak. We ask you by your spirit to open our ears that we'll hear the gospel. Open our hearts that we'll believe your good promises, your good favor towards us. And then teach us in glad obedience to do all that you've called us to do. Through Jesus, your dear Son, our Savior, may his name be glorified in all the earth. Amen. Dearly beloved people of God, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We remember this Thursday night when Jesus said this, as the night on which he was betrayed, on that night in the upper room, he rose from the table and he washed his disciples' feet. And then he told the betrayer to go out and do what he would do quickly. And then he spoke to his disciples through the evening more and more, and he he talked to them more and more about leaving them. I'm going to leave you, and they asked, where are you going? How can we follow? And he said, I am the way. He told them he would leave them, but he would not abandon them, and he would send them the helper, the spirit of truth. And all this he said in the upper room where they had supped, where they had eaten the bread and drunk from the cup. And then he said, rise, let's go from here. That's the end of chapter 14, and then we're, at, we're in chapter 15. And so they make their way, and the rest of this conversation happens, I think, as they're going, leaving the upper room and through the streets and out, the, out from the city and across the Kidron Valley over into the Garden of Gethsemane on the other side, where Jesus would pray and eventually be arrested. That's Thursday night. Friday morning, Good Friday, at 9 in the morning, the third hour, Jesus is crucified. Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock, the ninth hour, he breathes his last, and they take his body down and they put it in the tomb. When Jesus says, Rise, let us go from here. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. We've been doing a series of the I am sayings on Sunday mornings, and this is the last one. We come to this I am the vine. And many of these terms along the way have had lots of information, lots of, lots of uh, things informing them, the, the light, the bread, the shepherd, the door, the way, the resurrection, now the vine. And this one's loaded. The, I am the light. Okay, you think of Genesis 1, you think of the Shekinah glory over the tabernacle and over the temple. I am the bread of life. You think of the, the manna in the wilderness. I am the good shepherd. You think of Moses and David, and you think of Psalm 23. And now when he says, I am the vine, what do you think of? These guys would think of Israel. Because one of the most common figures for Israel in the prophets was Israel as a vine. And when the prophets would talk about Israel as a vine, they talked about it with love and loss. Listen to Psalm 80. Asaph the psalmist, he wrote... You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and it took deep root and filled the lands. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It set out branches to the sea and to its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit, and the boar from the forest ravages it, and all that move in the field feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see, have regard for this vine, the stalk that your right hand planted, and for the Son, whom you have made strong for yourself, they burned it with fire, they've cut it down. When the prophets talk about the vine, they talk with love and loss isaiah chapter 5 has the song of the vineyard they call it let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard my beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill he dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines he built a watchtower in the midst of it he hewed out a wine vat in it he looked for it to yield grapes but it yielded wild grapes now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there for me to do for my vineyard that I have not done over it? When I look for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? Now let me tell you what I'll do to my vineyard. I'll remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I'll break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel And the men of Judah are his pleasant planting when he looked for justice, but behold, bloodshed, for righteousness, but behold, an outcry. So that's the vine, and that's Israel, God's chosen, his beloved, carefully tended vineyard, but unproductive and then destroyed. Remember, Israel was created as a sanctuary people. Moses led them out of Israel, and they came to the mountain and built the tabernacle, and then when they finished it, the glory cloud of God came, and God was enthroned above the cherubim, right in the center of the sanctuary, in the center of the nation. And in the time of Judges, Israel completely lost her way, and the tabernacle was left desolate. But then David was anointed, and his son Solomon built a temple in Jerusalem. And again, the light of the world came and God was enthroned again in the temple. But Israel's kings and her people eventually turned away and the temple was destroyed and the people were enslaved in a foreign land. But but then Ezra and Nehemiah, they brought the people back. They rebuilt Jerusalem and the temple. and, and Well, you didn't get the glory cloud in the temple for Ezra and Nehemiah. Had to wait 400 years for Jesus to come to the temple and say, I'm the light of the world. And the people said, He blasphemes. And Jesus says, You have one generation, 40 years. And in 70 AD, the temple and the city were destroyed again. Okay, that's Israel the vine. Israel, the sanctuary people. They were called to do, and they're there, an example to the world that what needs to be done will never get done if you depend on a nation of men to get it done. So we can mourn and lament Israel and we can remember the nation of God's choosing. We remember it with love, but we feel it's loss. So then Jesus tells his disciples, I am the true vine. Israel was a model nation for the world. And what they could never do, Jesus says, I'm going to do. I'm the true vine. What could never be done by men was done by Jesus. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. And as always, it's God who lovingly plants and nourishes and tends the vine. Why have a vineyard? What, what, why you plant a vineyard? Let's plant vines in our backyard, okay? Can we get a, why would we do that? Because you want grapes, okay? All that digging, all that work, all that, all that, all that labor, because you want fruit. The, point, the whole point of vines is to get grapes and have fruit. That's what, we, that's what all the work is for, fruit. Well, the vine Israel was unreliable and disappointing. How about the vine Jesus? The vine Jesus is utterly reliable, eternally satisfying. Is there anything the vine dresser wanted from Jesus that he didn't get? Nothing lacking in Jesus the vine. I'm the vine, and you are branches. What's our part? What's my part? What's your part? What's the part of everybody who belongs to Jesus? Believe in him, confess him, follow him. Your job now is to... Abide. Suddenly, ten times in five verses from verse four on, abide, 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 abide. Abide in me. The branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish. So, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love. Abide, abide, abide. So, abide. We don't use that word very much. Abide. When was the last time you used the word abide in your vocabulary? It's kind of an old word. It just means stay. If If your friends are visiting and you run into them, you didn't know they were coming to town, you say, Where are you staying? That's what it means, is where are you abiding, where are you living, where are you staying? You ask your new friend, where do you live? You're asking, for the, you're asking the abide question. If you go to the bank and you fill out a form for, for something, they, and one of the spots is your permanent address, okay? They're asking where do you abide? What's your permanent address? That's where you abide, that's where you stay it's where you remain. This word shows up at Jesus' baptism. When Jesus is baptized, the heaven opens and the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove comes down and it, I mean most of the translations say it rests on Jesus or remains on Jesus, but it's it's the abide word. The Holy Spirit comes down and abides on Jesus. That's this word. And notice, when you abide, it means it's not some place that you're not, that you need to get to. It's some place that you are. You're not trying to get there. You're already there. The word abide means stay put. Keep staying there. Abide in me. You're in me. The word that I spoke to you, that makes you clean. Now abide in me. And it's two-way abiding. Not only do we abide in Jesus, but Jesus abides in us. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. (laughs) Who lives inside you? What's going on in your head? What voice do you hear? Jesus says, I'll send my spirit, the comforter, and he'll lead you into all truth. The spirit of truth will come and he'll speak. Listen to him. Abide in me, and I in you. You abide in Jesus as Jesus abides in you. So not only does Jesus make his his home in you, but his words also abide in you. If my word, let my word abide in you. And then if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. So the commandments and the word are part of the abiding dynamic there. This abiding is the the thing that's life-giving. Branches that abide in Jesus, that live in Jesus, these are the branches that are healthy. They're the ones that are bearing fruit. Branches that aren't connected, that don't live in Jesus, those branches are dead, barren. Snap them off, they go into the fire. When a branch dies, you can tell. Bearing fruit, it's one of the most familiar pictures in the Bible. John the Baptist tells the people, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Jesus preaches, every tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. In the parable of the sower, The good seed is the one who hears the word and understands it, and he indeed bears fruit and yields a hundredfold, sixty or thirty. And then Paul tells the church walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit and every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. So, are you fruitful? Are you abiding in the vine? you know, people keep, it's easy to beat yourself up about not being very fruitful. You know, I should be better by now. I'm not producing the results that I wish I could. Why am I having, why am I still having some problems? Okay, well, let me just encourage you. Here's some fruit you can bear. Show up on Sunday and praise Jesus show up on Sunday, join the company of God's people, and sing the praises of Jesus. That's fruit. That's what the book of Hebrews says. It says, through him, let's continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. When you come on Sunday and you acknowledge his name in the company of God's people, that's fruit. Okay, you're fruitful. Show up and bless the Lord. Come bear fruit by naming the name of Jesus and praising God in his name. Israel had become a withered branch, dead. When they said no to God the Son, that branch shows death, ready to be gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. And that's what happened in 70 A.D. The Romans came down, tore down the city and the temple. But Jesus is the true vine, and the branches abiding in him live, and they bear fruit. You can come and bear fruit by naming the name of Jesus, praising God in his name. Because it's only Christians, actually, who want to come and give glory and honor and praise To the one who sits on the throne who else wants to do that and you know and every Christian can do it you don't have to be especially smart you don't have to you don't have to be young and healthy regardless of age or health or talent you can show up with God's people and name that name which is above every name that's fruit and the spirit will produce other fruit in your life because you're abiding in him and you'll get you're you get the life you get the connection Sometimes bearing fruit, though, you need to ask for special help. (laughs) This is why Jesus says, whatever you ask, ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear this kind of fruit. What's the Father looking for in your life? What kind of fruit does Jesus want to see in your life? What kind of fruit will glorify him? So you have to ask, what do you want? Okay, Jesus, teach me what to want. And then, what I want, when I want what God wants, I can say to Him, okay, please, beloved Father, Jesus loved His enemies, He gave Himself for our sins. Now, please, help me love you know who, for whom I have no kind thoughts. That's the kind of miracle God is glad to do. bear fruit to the glory of the Father and prove to be His disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. God loves you. I've kept my Father's commandments. I abide in His love. Keep my commandments. Abide in my love. Abide in the vine. Your home is in Jesus, let his word live in your heart, let his praise be on your lips, take up his works with your hands, for he's the bread of life, he's the light of the world, he's the door, he's the good shepherd, he's the way, he's the resurrection and the life, he is the true vine. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope, in the name of the Father and the Son,